Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back to today's issues on American Family Radio. Tim, Ed, and now Steve Jordahl joined us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everybody. Uh, if you want to join us uh, on the internet, go to YouTube or Facebook and type in today's issues. And on our Facebook page, we post the stories that we discuss so you can have that information firsthand. Just type in the words today's issues. Um, you want to send us an email? The address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR. Dot net. Uh, I mentioned our trip to Israel coming up in March. Uh, we're 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 over halfway full already. <clears throat> we got a hundred seats, and I think we're at fifty today. Maybe more. Halfway I there. don't know. So <clears throat> what I'm saying is, if you want to go with us to Israel, or you at least want to look into the possibility of joining us for this Holy Land trip uh, that we take annually then uh, go to the website twholyland.com. Twholyland.com is the website. All the information is there. Uh, So we're about to play a clip from the mayor of Washington, D.C. What's her name, Steve? Muriel Bowser. Muriel Bowser. She's the mayor, has been for a few years. Yep. Since and she, she, pardon me. Since 2015. Since 2015. She went on uh, one of the uh, Sunday news shows. What show was that? Does anybody know? Anyway, she was uh, complaining to the host about the um, overflow of people into the homeless shelters in Washington, D.C. And... This is a beauty. I mean, this is really um, a, cl- a classic by Mayor Bowser. Bowser? Bowser. Bowser. Like, uh, you remember the group Shawnana, the 70s group? Yeah. The, Bowser? Yeah, the, that little the guy with the big mouth was Bowser as well. Yeah. That was Bowser? I, no, no relation that I'm aware okay. of. But her name's Bowser. Mayor Bowser. Bowser. B-O-W-S-E-R. And so she, she, uh, she, she, she wanted to go into the reasons why the homeless shelters are full in our nation's capital. Let's hit that. This is a very significant issue. Um, We have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, We we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks. Um, But I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. So it's not just local taxpayers picking up the tab. You're saying the federal government is helping. Well, local taxpayers are not picking up the tab and should not pick up the tab. Um, And we really need a coordinated federal response. What she's talking about there is Texas and Arizona in particular, the governors there are sending people, some people who cross the border illegally they're saying, those governors are saying, you know what? We've had enough. We need to show Washington, D.C. where Congress is and where Biden is, president, and no-show Harris. We need to show them what it's like to have to deal with people in mass who, who are 
there illegally. And swamp the system. So they've sent, I don't know, several thousand. They've gotten on buses and going to Washington, D.C., and now the homeless shelters in Washington, D.C. are overflowing because they can't – well, this is like – this is the point. The governors of Texas and Arizona are going, welcome to our world, Mayor. You know, she's whining and complaining because she can't handle the mass – the overflow of the homeless shelters and the people there in Washington, D.C. She can't handle the truth. (laughs) All right, look. She's complaining. Yeah. She says they're being tricked because Washington, D.C. is not their final destination. All right. So, Texas isn't their final destination either. Why should they be sitting there? And that's the point that Governor Abbott in that state, for example, is trying to make. Well, this isn't their final destination either, and they're overwhelming our welfare systems so we're going to send them to your neck of the woods let me tell you something if the democrats don't lose big in november there's not going to be any borders at all because if there's not a political price to pay for what biden is doing by just letting people flood in by the millions and doesn't give a rip if there's not a political price to pay for that there won't be any borders any longer there's hardly any borders now that's what I'm talking what about the would be. from the yep. South anyway. Yeah. So I'm just in disagreement with that. No, no. Cause well, the, it may be hard to, it may be hard to tease out if there is a disaster at the polls in November. I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe the, the, the uh, polling that they do after that, the surveys they do do find out what the primary issues were for voters. But if they don't do that, I'm not sure the AOC types in the Democratic Party are going to take any responsibility vis-a-vis well, the border. Well, I already know a large segment of people who are Democrats, they don't care about the border. They just don't care. Right. How many people come here illegally? It doesn't matter to them. Now, maybe it will one day. They're probably too late. Right. When they swamp social, uh, the, uh, you know. Social services. Social yep. services. Uh, well, listen, these people are coming with nowhere to go. They've, they, most of them don't have jobs. Some of them may have families, but not all of them. What what else can you do except put them on into welfare. the welfare? No, you it, have to. You I have mean, to. Or it's inhumane. I mean, they right. would say, well, Biden, you know, he promised to pay for their health care if they would come here illegally. Remember that? Yep. All the Democrats raise their hand and say, hey, we're for paying for their health care. That's why they. That's why there are lots of communities in Texas and Arizona, for example, are saying, "Listen, our hospital emergency rooms are overrun because these people come in illegally. They don't have health care. They're using the emergency room for their health care. Right. They're coming with colds and and what have you." All right. We'll see. If the, we'll see if there's a price to pay. That will be one of the issues. Right. Obviously, inflation in the economy will be number one. But uh, what we've been seeing happening on our southern border, uh, will that be a factor in how people vote in November? We will see when that happens. Next story, Steve. All right, I'd like to introduce you to a hero. Uh, we don't. This is. We'll start with some good news here. There's a guy named twenty-five uh, named Nicholas Bostic. He's twenty-five years old. He delivers pizzas for a living. Nicholas was driving home along the street in Lafayette, Indiana, last week. It was after midnight, and he comes upon this house that is fully engulfed in flames. There's, uh, I've, sent I've seen the, the video. I've sent the story to, uh, to Brent, who's putting it up on our Facebook page. You can see the video. Uh, fully, I mean, this house is gone. Well, he 
doesn't know, but he wants to know. He thinks maybe there's some people in there. He's going to go check. So he runs into the burning building and began yelling to see if there was anybody inside. He didn't hear anything, but he still kind of thought that there was. So he started looking around. He went upstairs. He found four kids ranging from 1 to 18 who were sleeping. He woke them up, and they ran out to safety. They got outside. They say our six-year-old little brother or sister, I don't know, is still in there. He goes back in, wraps a, a cloth around his face so he doesn't breathe, limits the smoke he's breathing, goes and looks high and low for upstairs again, finally goes downstairs, finds this little six-year-old kid, runs out of the house with the kid, and the kids find no injuries to any of the kids he is treated for smoke inhalation. They had to fly him to a hospital. They had to apply a tourniquet to his arm because of a cut. He had to bail out a window of the second story, made sure he fell on his side so it would protect the kid that was with him. I mean, if this guy doesn't get some kind of a medal and maybe a job as a fire department or maybe right. a cape. He needs a cape as a superhero. He needs a cape. Uh, man. Yeah, this is a story I wanted us to cover because – this is a good. This is a good news story. This guy, I read his uh, is some of his interview later. He said at some point I just assumed I was going to die, but I I did not. I was not going to let those kids stay in there. He just kind of said, I, I, "This is this is it. I'm going to die, but I'm going to do everything I can to get these kids out." A true hero. There's still some good news and yeah. some good people in this country. Absolutely. What's his name? Uh, what's his first name? Nicholas. Nicholas, Nicholas Bosley. They set up. A, they have actually set up a GoFundMe account for him. He's raised two hundred thousand dollars already. Wow. Yeah. Well. Hey, uh, Fred brought this in just a minute ago, and I'm being serious here. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not kidding around. I rarely, rarely kid around. <laughs> just like right there, I didn't kid right, around. Right. No. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah, I get you. I'm serious, serious journalist. Uh. So this is from the AP, The Hill, thehill.com. The headline is, White House could declare climate emergency as soon as Wednesday. Uh, I'll just read the first couple of paragraphs here because I'm not sure what that means. President Biden speaks in the White House on July the 8th, 2022, prior to his trip to the Middle East, where his meetings included talking with Saudi Arabia's King Salman. Is it Salman or Salman? I think it's Salman. And Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the de facto leader of the oil-rich kingdom. President Biden could declare a climate emergency as soon as Wednesday. Two sources familiar with the plans told The Hill on Tuesday. One of the sources said that the federal agencies, that federal agencies are expecting an executive order declaring a climate emergency as soon as tomorrow, but it's not entirely clear what it will entail. Uh, I don't know what this means exactly. I guess we'll find out. Well, first of all, it, 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 I, I would think it has to be window dressing. You know, it's posturing. He's going to declare a, a climate emergency. We've got to get with the program and get off fossil fuels. He can require his agencies, though, his uh, government, it, the whole government to respond. He'd be, to, he'd be swamped with lawsuits. I, I, I just, I mean, I, I'm, look I'm just, what he's done in the military. Well, uh, the military vaccine, yeah, but the, the military is different because you volunteer to join. I'm not saying I agree with what they're doing, but you you agree you volunteer to join the military. He's not going to be able to tell the EPA and a, a bunch of other alphabet soup uh, departments to go after uh, 
private businesses. I, I just don't see how that. Okay. I, I, reading through this article here, uh, it seems to me that what they're suggesting here is he's tired of Joe Manchin blocking his yeah. agenda. Senator from West Virginia, West Virginia, Democrat. And so he's just going to basically do executive uh, executive order climate change. What's it going to be called? Climate emergency. Um, which, as you say, Ed, and this is, I don't, I don't know what, we're, we're going to have to wait and see what this means exactly. And, and uh, will, will this mean lawsuits? Is he going to go after private businesses and so forth? You know, Europe's on, Europe is really hot. They're experiencing record high right. temperatures and forest fires and things like that. So he may use that and some of our own country here. But it's, you know what? It's been this hot before. It's hot. It's hot uh, in. We still haven't, we still haven't broken the records from like 1980 right. in terms of the total number of days in a summer that it's, go above the norm it's summertime it gets hot yeah. i mean I, I just, it's not i'm not even denying that i i'm sure the temperature it has gone up what you know over the last hundred years but is it man-made yes that's the question man-made man right. man caused so anyway uh fred brought this to me he said white house could declare climate emergency now i'm not i'm not arguing with with their intent i think if they could get away with it they'd clamp they'd clamp down on everything they could and can try to control, like we were talking about last segment, uh, last hour. I'm sure if they could get away with it, there's no tell, there's no stopping place for these green fanatics. I uh, there was a, I'm, I just looked this up. There was a bill that was went through the 117th Congress. Uh, Which one was that, Steve? Which I, Congress was that? Uh, 2122. I think it's the current Congress, and it was introduced in February of 2021. Uh -huh. It hasn't passed, but it's called the National Climate Emergency Act of 2021. And this is what the bill would do. It, it directs the president to declare a national emergency with respect to climate change. It would invest in large-scale mitigation and resiliency product, projects. But listen to this. Make investments that enable a racially and socially just transition to clean energy. Avoid solutions that increase inequality or violate human rights. Create jobs that conform to labor standards and uh, family sustainability. And what does that have to do with science and climate change and the and the planet, nothing. Huh? Combat environmental injustice. Reinvest in existing. <laughs> What's public environmental sector? injustice? Yeah. Huh? Their their argument is that because of systemic racism, oh, yeah. there are minority groups that suffer greater uh, disadvantages due to the climate. The that's, shifts in that's climate. That's garbage. Well, you're huh? not going to get me to argue with that. <laughs> I'm not even going to explain anymore about what they're arguing, what they're saying. So this this would be in response to this bill, who, which is not passed. It's just they're, they're just throwing it. Yeah, you know, just it's like a it's like a gumbo, right? They just they just <laughs> a good gumbo. They, it's lefty gumbo. Yeah. Just throw everything in there, and we'll see if we can get it to pass. Race, racial injustice, global warming. Throw some COVID regulations in there. Lefty mix gumbo, it, I mix, like that. Mix it all together, put some shrimp and spice in there, and we'll try to That'd pack. That'd make a great cartoon. Right. Well, let's go down to gum. <laughs> let's go down to lefties and get some gumbo. <laughs> so they're trying to see if they can get all this gumbo, this hodgepodge, passed and and inflicted on the American people. The so day the the day the Biden administration says, folks, because of the danger of 
and the coming devastation. Existential. They love that word. Existential. Yeah, here it uh, comes. Uh, the, the damage of man-made global warming. We are hereby declaring yes. that all movie houses, all sports venues will be right. shut down at night because of the extra electricity that we're using. No, uh, we are instituting a curfew. You can't go anywhere after 5 o'clock because this is an emergency. If, if they do that, then I will then and, I will believe they believe it. And furthermore, I'm telling John Kerry to fly United Airlines. That's right. Now no, no more streaming. That. No yeah. more. When you go home, you're not allowed to stream no, programs. You're, you're, what you're saying You're Ed, burning is, electricity. What you're saying is if these people want to be serious, if right. they're following their convictions, then they need to. If we're about to all die because yes. the planet's burning up, and first of all, there's no reversing whatever course we're on right now. The left is always going to say, we got eight years. Right. Huh? You got 10 years to change course and we're going to burn up. Right. Therefore, do A, B, and C. Well, guess what? 10 years from now, you know what they're going to be saying? We got 10 more years. Right. Why? Because they always want to leave time to say, if we can control A, B, C, D, then, then we can stop. Uh, the inevitable. If they right, say two years, happening. then they're responsible for doing it. Yes. Yeah, but remember, and they, and they have to and give have, an explanation, right? right. Yeah, and, but so. it doesn't always end well for them. To wit, California, back in 2006, the state focused on incentivizing people to put solar panels on their room because uh -huh. it's green on their roofs. And they gave subsidies, and there's millions of people, uh, 1.3 million people, put a solar panel on their roof in 20, 2006. Well, the last 25 to 30 years, and then you got to do something with them. Well, the time's up. And now the landfills in California are filling up with old solar panels, which are leaking chemicals, which threaten to get in the water supply. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, are you serious? I am serious. No, that's the serious. serious I saw part? that article. I'm serious. That's, that, that, listen, this is why you don't rush in. You don't force technological change. <clears throat> And you don't rush in based on ideology, okay? You know, because nobody was asking this right. 10 years ago. Right. You know, as Elvis would say, only fools rush in. That's what he would. Well, mm -hmm. so what's California doing about that? Uh, uh, Wiseman say. <laughs> Wise, Wiseman. Wiseman say, don't, don't only fools, fools, rush, only fools in. rush in. Well, they're, they're, they're having, to, they're having to is. retrofit some of their, uh, some of their um, landfills. To, to can they not, keep the <laughs> chemicals in. in can they in, not have uh, a, you, you said, uh, is this thousands? Millions. Millions of, 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 of solar, solar panels. panels? Yes. Okay. Again, like with Moderna and their $30 million back, 30 million uh, cases. Left over. Left over. Left over yeah. uh, uh, vaccines. Yep. Like I said last week, I think what they need to do is have a massive garage sale <laughs> with these solar panels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe people can find other uses for them. Right. D disassemble them and use them for. There's cadmium in them. Maybe they can use it for batteries for cars. Uh, Maybe make basketball backboards there out of go. it. Yeah. Huh? They're, they're <laughs> out of solar panels. There, there are ways. Ta you target to, practice. And you wouldn't have to worry about lighting the court. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Duly noted, yeah, Steve. You know. see, see see, how American ingenuity works? It's, we've solved the problem. This is just right off the top of our heads. That's, That's right. right. There's no limit to what we can solve. Yeah. Right here on this program. <laughs> You're listening to today's issues on AFR. Tim, Ed, and Steve. Go, Steve. 
All right, if you uh, have nowhere to send your kids for the summer, if you live in Portland, you can send them to Antifa Summer Camp. Literally, Antifa. You're not, you're not making this up, I am right? Not. They are putting a summer camp on for 10, uh, 9, 10, 11, and 12-year-olds. I thought Antifa was just an idea. Well, it's an idea with a summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're serious. I am. Do they advertise? Who's av- is Antifa advertising? Antifa's advertising it. They have well, where did curriculum. you read about this? This is uh, I got this in. Uh, well, it comes off libs of TikTok. What, oh, libs of TikTok. Yeah, they found this. It has uh, a, uh, an, a, a a a curriculum that's titled "Tear Gas for Portlanders," and uh, they they learn they learn um, chants. You know, you know how the well they get up to Reveille. Yeah, well, well they first right. I'm sure they do. They then get, breakfast, <laughs> right? Well, they you know the chance. So like, um, the whole blank system is blank as blank. I mean, they're swearing. The this is what the swear. kids are yes, supposed to learn. They're at learning how to chant and how to block camp? streets. Yes. Okay, and then then do we go swimming? <laughs> I don't know if we go swimming or not. Uh, that's all. Can I you really... listen? Can you imagine? This is a, a severely woke opportunity for kids can you imagine the food at this camp oh. with woke people in charge mm. it's tofu it's tofu. wall-to-wall tofu <laughs> not a hot dog in sight no no uh, spores i nothing. bet there's some solar panels around yeah, probably, probably huh oh my word hey um we got two minutes steve our first lady helpfully um was helping us lesser mortals understand the complexity of various ethnicities by assigning them food groups you know the ta- the breakfast tacos <laughs> Well, what? Wait, wait, the, wait, wait, slow down. What? The, our, our first remember lady. She called, she called the Hispanics breakfast tacos. Yes, I remember that. She okay. And she, so she's helping us lesser mortals understand the complexity of various ethnicities by assigning others. She has, I get that. She's okay. done other okay. things. Here this we go. Here of we the go. Babylon Bee, the, uh, the, uh, the white people are a rainbow of different color mayonnaises. The Chinese <laughs> are like delightful assortment of fortune cookies. Who, who was this, uh, fortune cookies? Oriental? Chinese. Pakistanis like a bountiful selection of different shurp- slurpees at Seven Eleven. <laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a racial stereotype yep. right there. I think that's the I point. Think that's Italians, re- Italians Actually, are a basket of free breadsticks at the Olive Garden, <laughs> and the Greeks are a bountiful spitting cone of of gyro meat. <laughs> well, I, so, yeah. I said last week. I think you know if Joe Biden were to come to Mississippi, yeah, right, and and speak unto us, yeah. That she would refer to us as fried green tomatoes. We might be the fried green tomatoes. How about catfish? Yeah, our catfish. catfish. You're as unique as the catfish we pull out of the... (laughs) The fried catfish and hush puppies (laughs) that you can get down at the fish house. The Scottish people are boiled sheep stomach filled with heart, liver, and lungs. Now that hurts. That hurts right there. Actually, you know what? The first lady on that, uh, I thought that was funny. What she said? What she said was funny. I, I, I think... And I, and I think most people uh, found it funny because it's not offensive, but but you kind of but the left has this fake outrage, right, on mm-hmm. people being you know what so I'm saying. So now conservatives are doing the same thing. I just got to tell you, yes, because yeah, she, I, didn't, I'm just she saying, didn't really call. She no, didn't call she didn't. People t- no, she didn't. Tacos. But the left always is always yes. on edge <laughs> and freaking out about people being offended by. That's a good point. And, yeah. and and so they had to act like, oh my goodness, you. You know what I'm saying? You just she did you take a little help from a her bre- husband, a breakfast Joe, taco. But she called black people clean and articulate. Clean oh. <laughs> oh, that's what Joe Biden called uh, Barack, Barack Obama. Obama. Yeah. yeah. No, clean. And articulate. Can you imagine? Man. 
I don't know. There's no commentary needed on that any further, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. Huh? All right, so. That's a good point, though. <clears throat> what? That is mirroring oh, the yeah. left's outrage yeah. over nothing. Yeah, over nothing. All right, uh, so from from this uh, bread basket. <laughs> free breadsticks, pal. Free, from this breadstick <laughs> and fried green tomato to your family, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>